A special kind of beast lived very long ago. Its different forms and names are very good to know. And are they? Yes. Okay. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and many, many years ago, I did an episode of this show that you might remember uh, with two guests, Talcott and Trish, where we discussed uh, the Berenstain Bears and the Dinosaurs, a very small book about uh, how horrible it is when your children get interested in things. Uh, that was pretty much it. It was, a, it, was a, it was a book based on the Berenstain's old comic strips about just how infuriating their children were with their obsession with dinosaurs. And instead of turning it into a book for adults to laugh at the foibles of raising kids, they turned it into a book for kids where the overlying message seemed to be don't get interested in things because it might annoy your parents uh it was about brother bear becoming obsessed with dinosaurs leaving them all over the all over the living room uh years later mike berenstain uh and uh jan decided to update the idea of loving dinosaurs mike being a dinosaur lover for his whole life and in 2012 10 years ago uh the berenstains published uh, the Berenstain Bears Dinosaur Dig. Now, what's funny is when that episode dropped, it was actually mentioned in a blog post that appeared online that fell into my range of vision. And uh, as you know, if you make the mistake of mentioning the Berenstain Bears online in any capacity and I catch a whiff of it, I'm going to have you on the show. And so <laughs> the author of that blog post uh, who reviewed this book is joining me here today. So ladies and gentlemen, and we'll get into what the blog's about because it's the most fascinating thing in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Deep in Bear Country, the person who accidentally pulled themselves into my range of vision, Andrew the Dino Dad. Hello, Andrew. Yeah, good to be here. Good to have you. <laughs> so you have a blog uh -huh. called Dino Dad Reviews. Mm -hmm. And what is this and how did it all start? I've always been obsessed with dinosaurs my whole life, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as far back as I can remember. And, you know, I'm just one of those kids that was always picking up books from the library and just absorbing stuff like a sponge and annoying my friends and families with uh, unsolicited dinosaur facts. <laughs> this <laughs> is the best kind of dinosaur facts. Exactly. <laughs> At least I think so. <laughs> but, uh, it was around four or five years ago that I randomly discovered a book called I Am Not a Dinosaur at my local library. And it was just, I don't know, it just felt like a bit of a revelation in uh, children's dinosaur literature. Yeah. It was just very well-written, very uh, I don't know, succinct, got its message across really well. And I was just ranting to my wife about how good it was. Mm -hmm. And she basically came up with the idea for the blogs. Like, you know, you should just, write about that you know tell people all about it and so that's basically how that started i i got the web domain at like 2018 thereabouts yeah and have just been posting reviews intermittently ever since so you review books about dinosaurs that are aimed at ch kids Mostly, yeah. And you sort of comment on how accurate they are, how mm -hmm. actually educational they may or may not be. Yeah. Uh, uh. And it's one of those funny things, you know, going through your reviews, it's amazing just how ideas about dinosaurs sort of solidified in the public mind and they are very <laughs> slow to change when it comes to educational material about yeah, dinosaurs. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I haven't even done that many books that I would consider outright bad or mm. from that long ago either. So, and even just in hi. the relatively narrow stretch that I have, here's my son saying hi. Hello. <laughs> so even just with that, yeah, you can really uh, get a sense of how much things have 
changed over time. Well, what's fascinating about that is because Mike has been writing about dinosaurs since the early Mm -hmm. 80s, basically, uh, and illustrating books about dinosaurs since the early Mm -hmm. 80s, you get to watch him go through the progression of education yeah, and like learning more himself about the way mm-hmm. dinosaurs were and 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 changing his art style and his narrative style to to to, to fit that mm-hmm. on that it's very interesting in how like the first book he doesn't even necessarily seem to have a clear grasp on what a dinosaur even is uh-huh. there's a uh, several creatures explicitly mentioned in the earlier book uh, that i talked about uh, that are not in fact dinosaurs like pteranodon and Dimetrodon and things like that. Yeah, growing up, it was the <laughs> it was the Dimetrodon uh, when uh-huh. I was a kid that we would love to to throw back at our friends that this isn't exactly. an actual yeah. dinosaur. There was a whole song <laughs> about it on one of my friends' dinosaur records. Uh, <laughs> That's fun. Uh, Donna Dimetrodon, and the opening lyric was, "My name is Donna Dimetrodon. I am not a dinosaur." They <laughs> <laughs> um, might could have that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he finally got around to listening to the album My Dinosaur yeah. Friends and he was like, "Oh no, I've been wrong this entire time." <laughs> were classics of the period Jurassic and Triassic in the Mesozoic era But several million years before them there appeared Demetridon and others that we now are quite aware of So yeah, so you you came you you came across our little episode about the Berenstain Bears and the Dinosaurs and Yeah, I've actually been following Trish who uh was one of the guests mm-hmm. uh, for a while. She was kind of in the general ecosystem of paleo blogs, right? And like about ten years ago or so. So that's kind of how I ended up following her. And I just saw her post on her blog one day about the episode and decided to give it a listen. And that's yeah, that's how I discovered you guys. <laughs> and. and- uh- and figured then, I should probably review this on my blog as well. Yeah. So as I noted in the intro, the original book was not very much about dinosaurs. It was about yeah. dinosaurs. It could have been about any toy and it would have. Mm-hmm. So it was a shame that they called it Varian St. Bears and the dinosaurs. Yeah. And uh, in fact, isn't that, didn't they basically just recycle the plot of that one for the, there was a, the scary dream or the nightmare or something like that. Oh, the bad dream. Or, yeah. The bad dream. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Any, any, anything where it's just like, oh, my kids are excited about something. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so then this book comes along 2012's mm-hmm. The Berenstain Bears Dinosaur Dig, and it covers some of the same ground, mm-hmm. but this is a, this is an actual story with an attempt to actually educate about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 so going so far as to introduce uh, dinosaurs to kids who would not enter the pop cultural zeitgeist until the Jurassic World series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so why don't you just tell us uh, a little bit about what the dinosaur dig is all about? Well, it opens with the uh, brother and sister getting very into dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, much like me checking out everything they can find at the library, uh, but rather than it spiraling into this sort of negative—I uh, <laughs> don't want to call it—you know—feedback loop is the wrong term. But uh, anyway, instead of spiraling into bad dreams and stuff like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, this time, Mama and Papa Bear actually decide to encourage their ki- kids' new interest, and they take them to the uh, museum with professor actual factual good old actual factual yeah i always feel like i need to say it in like a stereotypical nerdy sort of sound like (laughs) actual factual (laughs) but but before they even get to the museum before they even get to the museum they've they've covered a few dinosaurs like with their pronunciation and everything Mm mm-hmm like right there, we've gotten uh, Tyrannosaurus, yeah. we've gotten Steg, like your old classics, basically. Exactly. Uh-huh. 
and uh, some pretty some pretty colorful illustrations by Mike. Mm -hmm. But I notice uh, they seem to be a lot less detailed than a lot of his previous dinosaur work. Right. You can they are just precise enough that you can tell it's Mike and not Stan and Jan because Stan and Jan definitely are much more. Uh, we'll say cartoony, I guess. Yeah, a little Whereas, looser. Yeah, uh, but it's not like the uh, what do you call it? The stipple artwork that mm -hmm. uh, Mike some often does. Yeah, uh, but but these but, are they're you know, they're they're they're, they're, de they're pretty decent anyway, though. I'd say they're fun realizations of how a child might envision yeah dinosaurs exactly. to be. Mm -hmm. uh, they're colorful. You've got, you've got, I would say that Triceratops is making a face that like Triceratops always makes in illustrations where it's, <laughs> it's the friendly, it's a friendly dinosaur. You want it to be uh -huh. your friend, but uh -huh. it, but it'll put up a fight. It's got a stern expression. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, uh, the daddy Ceratops, like vaguely stern sort yeah. of, uh, <laughs> The gent gentle sternness sort of uh, right. attitude to it. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's not going to take any guff. Uh, it is funny, though, because like looking back on this, I'm like, if I went back in time, the Tyrannosaurus might not even notice me. The Triceratops would probably go full hippo on me, though, and be the most dangerous yeah. animal out there. <laughs> yeah, that's a common gripe that a lot of us paleo nerds have had about uh, uh, the media lately is that... For some reason, it seems like even more so than they used to, the pop culture is really leaning hard on the idea of like gentle herbivores that mm. wouldn't harm a fly when really more people are killed by cows than they are by. Oh, yeah. You know, insert whatever predator here. <laughs> and then of course, the annual argument about what did the Tyrannosaurus actually act like? The, yeah. The, uh, I think I was just reading the other day about they're they're trying to determine like which way its arms actually faced like there's debate about the position mm -hmm. of the arms like yeah if you think of like the classic like you know bunny handed yeah look, yeah they're they're saying that it, that probably would have broken its wrists if it was holding it that way and so they should really be oriented in more of like a clapping position like that <laughs> next thing you know they're going to tell us that the iguanodon's uh, thumbs actually belonged on its nose like they yeah. <laughs> like we were wrong we were wrong it's ridiculous uh, we thought these were its thumbs hey, uh, they brought the brontosaurus back so you never know yeah we'll, we'll get to that we we've got the uh, we've got mike doing the, the the dinosaur course correction in this that was then immediately course corrected back uh, <laughs> so stegosaurus we've got we've got my childhood favorite the allosaurus mm -hmm. um who had the best song on that dinosaur record by the way <laughs> some people call me allosaurus i'm 35 feet long i have sharp claws and knife black teeth and you may think i am wrong about oh how i love brontosaurus for dinner breakfast or lunch for snacks i prefer stegosaurus or a track of dog meal too much I definitely missed out. I never actually listened to that one. I've only listened to a couple like in my older age. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I know of the Stegosaurus one, mostly Classic. because everybody makes fun of it for ending with I'm put together wrong. The most dour right. dinosaur <laughs> song ever written. My name is Stegosaurus. It's like the, the writers of the song were like, what's the one thing that stands out about the Stegosaurus? And they're like, it's low self-esteem. <laughs> if children take nothing else away from this record, let them know that the, the Stegosaurus thought poorly of itself. Yeah, it's like the prehistoric Eeyore. <laughs> now, the Allosaurus song was like dad rock anthem about how awesome yeah, the Allosaurus is. Yeah, that's actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the Tyrannosaurus was like, 
untouchable. It was the king. Yeah. But the Allosaurus uh-huh. was like, you could get down and dirty with the Allosaurus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm a Allosaurus fan for life. So um Yeah, for sure. It's like the the sports car to the T-Rex's monster truck. You exactly. Know? <laughs> You're probably not gonna drive a monster truck any point in your life, but there's a yeah. good chance you get in a sports car. <laughs> exactly. And a lot more dangerous anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, so you said they, they go to visit actual factual at the Bersonian Museum. The museum, remember, that does everything. It's a museum of yes. everything, and it's run by one guy. Uh-huh. Dr. Brown style. The student of all sciences. Yes. Who has time for everything. So exactly. Inclu- um, including giving all the tours himself. Yeah. Yes. He's a docent. <laughs> he is a he is the he is a paleontologist. He's everything. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they, they go visit him and there's a, some confusion about a, a basic play on words where he says, I see you two cubs have been bitten by the dinosaur bug and he blows oh, yeah. their mind. <laughs> yeah. I love sister with the old thought bubbles, like literal, little dinosaur bug. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a, it's an insect with a triceratops uh-huh. head, essentially and a compound eye, which is fascinating. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, and he in actual factuals like, hey, you like dinosaurs so much? Well, wouldn't you know it? In the backyard is in the backyard. Yeah, we've is, got this giant quarry with you know dozens of fossils just all all put together already, just sticking out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. how how often? My question for you as a dinosaur aficionado. How often are we in the situation where a massive dinosaur excavation occurs on museum grounds? Literally, the only time I've ever heard of that is when they actually build the museum over the dig site itself. Right. <laughs> like the like Brea tar pit styles. Like, oh, you know, there's so much stuff here. We might as well just put a roof over it and uh, call it a day. <laughs> so, so we actually see that actual factual has finally, I guess, hired some people to help out. Uh, these yeah, could be grad students for all I know. Is there any other time that we actually see other staff members at the museum other than this book? <laughs> I think like Gus is like the handy bear. Oh, I think yeah. that's it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised Ferdy Factual isn't down in the pit. So, Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. Like his nephew, right? Mm-hmm. His, 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 his little yeah. lookalike nephew who's like a yeah. little hipster. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they actually have on in in the back lot of the Bersonian, there's a huge <laughs> dig going on. And what are they what are they excavating? Uh well, they've got all sorts of things, but the thing that really stands out is they have found quote unquote the first spinosaurus skeleton in this area, which, you know, as I wrote on my blog, you know, that would indeed be a first since uh, you know. As best as we can tell, Bear Country is more or less just the USA somewhere. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Spinosaurus is actually an Egyptian dinosaur. (laughs) Sort of North Africa, maybe. But yeah, that's basically an ocean away. (laughs) So, of course, as I like to speculate, you know, Bear World is similar to Earth, but it's not the (laughs) same planet uh the the history is different so that which means that somewhere in prehistoric time the spinosaurus made its way yeah you know when the land was was more connected uh Mm -hmm. into our area which for all we know triggered some kind of weird evolutionary thing that had a Mm -hmm. a domino effect that resulted in bears (laughs) being the dominant life form so (laughs) that actually makes sense yeah it makes absolutely so Looking back, the bears on top instead of the monkeys. And exactly, then, you know. we can say that the <laughs> migration of Spinosaurus <laughs> had that butterfly effect of the Berenstain bears. Go. You know, Spinosaurus is thought to be generally more aquatic these days, so maybe Ooh. this is one that uh, went more the ocean predator route, <laughs> made it all the way over there. A lone Spinosaurus dragged itself onto the shore. <laughs> made its way into prehistoric bear country and just died there being like, well, <laughs> one day maybe I'll be, maybe I'll make a name for myself. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling that actual factual buried a bunch of dinosaur skeletons on the Bearsonian grounds for like <laughs> tourist reasons. 
he does have you know he does seem a little sketchy at, at some points yeah. i uh there 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 is all the this one storyline that always sticks out to me where they have like the super ants yeah they, he did he create them or did they come from somewhere else i believe he created them yeah so he creates these super ants and then they get out of control and then he's like well there's nothing for it we gotta we gotta just spray them with all this tons of ddt i have just Mm -hmm. conveniently around (laughs) (laughs) what what were you doing with all this stuff in the first place (laughs) there was a there was a book where actual factual invented a robot that gained not sentience but pretty Uh close but was so violent that he had to destroy it, but he still buried it in a grave on the Bers- on the Bersonian <laughs> land. So yeah, the guy's got the- mad scientist territory, right? He's borderline <laughs> mad scientist. We're we're in at least Doc Brown territory at times. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so he shows them the Spinosaurus skeleton, and this is where he shows them some dinosaurs that aren't necessarily your mainstream children's book dinosaurs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Corinthosaurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, not usually when people are talking about duckbill dinosaurs. You go for the Parasaurolophus, mm-hmm. which is the classic long tube crested one that you yeah. see in Jurassic Park in the Lost World. Uh, Corinthosaurus was closely related but you don't really see that one as often in kids books so yeah have that one make a bit of a cameo here yeah uh and i i yeah hadrosaurs were the ones that i always saw mm-hmm. when i was a kid uh so it's nice yeah it is nice to mix it up a little bit and we also get the ankylosaurus mm-hmm. yeah that one's that's that's the default one if you know any club tale yeah. so it's not as obscure so we I, I love the ankylosaurus there's our old dimetrodon oh yeah yeah <laughs> which they refer to simply as a fin-backed reptile yes which is better than their mike's original dinosaur book and when he in which he uh lumps it in with all the other dinosaurs right but they they at least they at least are sure to you know they're not they're not necessarily explicit in saying it's right. not a dinosaur, but they don't they don't say those magic words anyway. That's a that's a that's a like a a road that actual factual isn't ready to go down just yet. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he does he does name the Apatosaurus. Mm-hmm. And it, would you would you care to explain to listeners just what happened with the Apatosaurus around this time? So everybody knows Brontosaurus. Uh, yeah, that's the classic long-necked dinosaur and but pretty early on uh scientists realized that it was pretty similar to apatosaurus so much so that they decided that uh the species in the brontosaurus genus belonged in the apatosaurus genus yeah so it's important to note that Technically, Brontosaurus never completely went away because the species was always considered distinct yeah. from uh, from it, but it was just the genus that they combined. But it was around 20... Actually, yeah, I think it's 2012, basically the same year this book came out, that uh, Emmanuel Chop did this huge reanalysis of... Uh, like a good chunk of the sauropod family tree, which is all the long-necked dinosaurs, and decided that there were enough differences after all that Brontosaurus and Apatosaurus should be considered separate genuses mm-hmm. again, or genre. There. I'm not sure exactly how to <laughs> pluralize that. And so, yeah, that's all, all the news articles were like, Brontosaurus is back. back. <laughs> you know, suck it, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Brontosaurus means thunder lizards so big and slow that on land soon grew tired. Doesn't eat meat, doesn't eat fish, leaves and plants are her favorite dish. Not very smart, not very quick, not nearly as wise as our friend Moby Dick. 
67 feet from head to tail. Very, very big. And, uh, and, but it is, it is funny to see a patasaurus called out in this book. And to me, that's a very conscious thing to do. It's like, okay, we're doing a patasaurus now, right? And uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, it became like, ah, just exactly. follow your bliss. What I know. I, I feel like pop culture was, it, it was just starting to finally get into the public consciousness that Apatosaurus was the proper name now. Because there were, there were people, you know, I, I, I get into conversations all the time with people who don't know as much as I do. And they're like, oh, yeah, I heard that Brontosaurus isn't a thing anymore. And it's something else now. And I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> now it's a thing again. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we, we've, we've got the back and forth of science, you know? Yeah, of course. Like, and with dinosaurs, as they say, like with dinosaurs, like every, you could fill so many books with everything we learn about dinosaurs every year. Totally. Like it's just, totally. yeah. Yeah. These are I, I have entire shelves of yeah. books, these not are... just, not just the kids stuff, but you know, adult-oriented books as well. Yeah. So They're it's... creatures we've never observed that mm -hmm. we only know about from what little evidence remains of them. Yeah. 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 It's this window to the mysterious past. It's like, you know, dragons and monsters, everything that excites the imagination. Except, yeah. you know, these ones were real. Right. <laughs> So we got Terrid, everyone's favorite, the pterodactyl. Um, <laughs> it's flying up above. But then uh, Jurassic World's own Mosasaurus, mm -hmm. uh, a, a dinosaur that at this point was not in the public consciousness, but in a couple of years was going to be as as the, I guess it's just mostly a button gag in all those movies. Like yeah. <laughs> it jumps out of the water and it grabs whatever at the end of it's every just, film. Uh, yeah, it's, it's their little... It's basically a stinger at the end of Jurassic World, and then it's just kind of a little thing to get the adrenaline pumping at the beginning of the other movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, of course, all these animals died right next to each other uh, at around the same yeah. time. <laughs> on the same day, it looks like, because they're all being dug yeah. up right next to each other in this quarry. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, just, I guess, the, yeah. I don't know. how. Probably just had some sort of family plot or something like that it's like it's a communal graveyard being used ever since uh the permian apparently since there's <laughs> gone in there like they're having a meeting and the meteor hit i guess is how yeah. this all worked out <laughs> because uh yeah the, uh, some some gorgeous uh, cartoony illustrations of skeletons though like yeah i've always been impressed with their uh skeletons it's he definitely had that that definitely shows off my commitment to detail there yeah uh, the pterodactyl died and was fossilized mid-flight. I want to. I want to point <laughs> yeah. out, flapping wings and everything. Yeah, yeah. must have got caught in one of those sky tar pits. It's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all. It's not the the classic like turned in on itself skeleton of a of a uh -huh. dead of a dead flying uh, dinosaur. Um, oh, yeah, so. like the the death pose. Yeah. Also, yeah, that looks kind of like a. It looks kind of like a small mosasaurus, but I could be wrong. Um. Well, if you're going by Jurassic World, then yes. Okay. <laughs> that was much larger than the actual size. Oh, that's good to know. So that the one in the book is actually. definitely a large one um i mean part of it's off the page of course of course but yeah just eyeballing it i would say there's maybe a few specimens that we know of that are that would possibly be bigger than that okay. but that's pretty close to standard full-grown size i would say you know rel relative to the size of the bears there well good i'm glad that actual factual bought i guess uh, a, a legitimate <laughs> mosasaurus skeleton uh i do want to point out that uh, it is bigger and more ferocious than any shark that ever swam the seas which mm -hmm. seems to be a can we say that was it more ferocious than any shark that ever swam well, the seas yeah i guess it depends on uh 
I don't know. How do you how do you really measure ferociousness? I guess that'd be like, like finding a, a how, a how many times it bites you before you die. I was gonna, or that's, I was gonna say, it's like finding a skeleton of a guy <laughs> and being like, this guy yeah. was meaner than anyone you've ever met. I'm like, well, how do you know that? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, most animals just they're just kind of hanging out most of the time anyway. It's not like right. uh, it, it's not like lions are just tearing up everything they see. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, they. Yeah. They're, they're pretty chill until they're not. Mm. Um, I can say, though, I'm pretty sure the largest mosasaurs were la- larger than uh, Megalodon, which I believe is the largest shark. Well, or at least it ties, Megalodon at least ties with the whale shark, I believe. So, all right. More, so, more or less in that range, but mosasaurs could get a little bit longer from what I remember, I believe. But they could have been bigger and nicer. We'll never know. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> they could have had. They could have had the temperament of 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 Benedictine monks, for all we know. Uh, so they so all those, all those sharp teeth were just for chopping seaweed. <laughs> right, know? they were passive teeth. Exactly. <laughs> so actual factual helps them out of the hole, and uh, as as any good museum worker would do he leads them right to the gift shop yes (laughs) where they fill up on uh, on dinosaurs Um, Uh and this is where the book begins overlapping with the original dinosaurs book yes the models just get spread all over the house even in the fridge and on the stairways everything I do have to say that it might be Mama and Papa's fault for buying them 15 dinosaur toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is kind of a lot to get in one go. Yeah. Although I'm definitely not one to talk myself since <laughs> quite a few more than that. <laughs> now, I don't know when you grew up, but for me, I grew up in the 80s and dinosaur toys, like just the sort of just solid rubber plastic dinosaur model toys that you could just bang around were everywhere. Like all my friends, like collecting Mm -hmm. dinosaur toys was, was a thing. And you would get Uh the dinosaur erasers that had like several different models. (laughs) And it was just a thing. Like they weren't branded. They were just these Mm -hmm. toys that you picked up in the supermarket or wherever. And uh, did you have any of that kind of stuff growing up? Yeah, yeah, I had plenty of those, uh, just, yeah, the random, like, plastic and rubber ones. Yeah. Uh, You know, a lot of the times they'd come in a big old grab bag with, Mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe a dozen, like, two-inch long ones or something like that. Yeah. The the ones with the open mouths were always kind of fun. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the 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 model would be hollow and... Even the herbivores would have like the big sharp teeth and they'd be like gaping at yeah. like a 90 degree angle. Cause and you know. <laughs> so you could so you could hold one in each hand and do this with them. Exactly. Yeah. Slam them into each other, make them fight. Uh and if I, you... I was definitely known to actually stuff snacks down in them at some point and <laughs> pretend it was uh stealing food for me and stuff like that <laughs> and the and the spikes on the stegosaurus tail always ripped off eventually because uh-huh. that yeah. got they got so much play I put together but yeah so even honey bear even little honey bear is into these dinosaurs you see her playing with what looks like a t-rex brother's got a spinosaurus on the stairs there's an ankylosaurus on the stairs sister's playing with a stegosaurus uh, what's the dinosaur behind a sister? Oh, okay. yeah, the Styracosaurus. The That's a spiky okay. frill. Yeah. Like Triceratops, but spikier. <laughs> yes. So that was when you were a kid, every mm-hmm. kid knew the Triceratops, but you once you once you got into dinosaurs, you started learning all the different all the different ones. And yeah, uh, yeah. and like, oh well that's this is a protoceratops. And uh once you move past uh like the big five or six, that's when you uh, really start going deep into dino nerd yeah. uh, territory. <laughs> uh, and then we get a we get it, so we get a couple of gags straight out of the original book, straight out of the comics, which is mm-hmm. Mama finding dinosaurs in the in the freezer, uh-huh. uh, them gazing disdainfully at the kids. Papa's even just Papa's just <laughs> staring at the kids taking a bath. <laughs> 
because he's so fed up with yeah. them playing with dinosaurs. Yeah. He's just like, he, like he walked into the bathroom just to be annoyed yeah. at them. And kids play with toys in the bath. They're right. out of they're out of your way there. Like, what, what's what's wrong with that one? <laughs> I guess the reason the dinosaurs are in the refrigerator. Maybe, maybe they leave them uh, in there afterwards and they'll clean up or something. Right. I guess the reason the dinosaurs are in the fridge is because they're made out of clay. Uh, oh yeah. So they right. don't get soft. <laughs> That's that's brother's uh, uh, excuse. Uh, I I, rem I remember doing stuff like that with like Play-Doh and things before. Oh, definitely. <laughs> My mom would be like, you're supposed to reuse the Play-Doh afterwards, not, <laughs> not like it dry and hard. <laughs> but unlike the original book, uh, this book mm -hmm. ends. It does have Papa accidentally sitting on dinosaurs. Uh -huh. But this book ends with Papa being cool about it. Just keep him off mm -hmm. my chair. Yeah, just setting healthy boundaries and not, uh, you know, uh, devolving into <laughs> right. a, you know, nightmare territory and getting rid of everything, you know. It's yeah. Health, healthy, reasonable standards and all that. Yeah, because uh, sister's like, that's my setup of the Jurassic Age. Uh -huh. <laughs> and Papa's like, well, the Jurassic Age will just have to settle for the coffee table. And everyone laughs <laughs> yeah. and... That's it. We never have to deal with this again. Yeah. <laughs> um, goes back to reading his paper. <laughs> he does go back to reading his paper. Everyone's happy uh, uh -huh. because Papa knows that your children's interests will shift violently in the next few weeks anyway. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and those dinosaurs will all go in the attic. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and hilariously, that's it. That's the Berenstain Bears dinosaur dig. Uh huh. Uh, have they done much else since that, or was that their last uh, I most recent dinosaur book? I haven't checked uh, the list. Anyway, there might be like an I can read book. Oh yeah, one of like the really basic ones. Yeah, there was. Yeah, besides like the missing dinosaur bone, and uh, mm -hmm. the dinosaurs, like they haven't done much with. It looks like there was a there was a board book. Okay. Brother Bear Loves Dinosaurs came out in 2004. Okay. Um, it was a board book uh, that was basically just about Brother Bear. Well, I guess that dinosaurs. was before this one then. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't I haven't covered it because uh because it's expensive. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um it's hard to talk about board books for very long too anyway. So. It, it it truly is hard to yeah. talk about board <laughs> books for very long. Um so you covered this book on your blog. Has have your thoughts about it changed since that initial assessment, or do they, do they remain the same? It's more or less the same, I would say. <laughs> I I do consider it a an essential part of the our book collection. Oh yeah. I I have all their other dinosaur books uh, from yeah you know, the day of the dinosaur up through their uh, prehistoric mammal one, which that one that one's a fun one. Uh, although I guess those aren't technically Berenstain Bear brand. It's just, uh, you know, happens to be by the same people. When did Prehistoric Mammals come out? Uh, let's see. 1988. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think it's actually one of my favorites of the uh, of their Prehistoric series. It... Uh, Definitely holds up the most, I think. I haven't uh, covered any of those because they're not Berenstain uh, Bear related. But for the mm -hmm. listeners, uh, yeah, Stan and Jan with Mike illustrating did a series of books that covered like dinosaurs and then like animals that like lived with like around the time of the dinosaurs and then mm -hmm. what came after the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it was like yeah, Day I of the Dinosaur. Yeah, I believe it starts with the Day of the Dinosaurs. And the Day of the Dinosaur actually has the same uh, little poem at the beginning as Dinosaur Dig does. Oh, really? Uh-huh. A special kind of beast lived very long ago. Its different forms and names are very good to know. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and the and illustrations uh, are less cartoony. Yeah, it's very much uh, a, a lot more detailed, a lot more light and shadow and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it has like that stipple type uh, shading to it. You know, it's like dots and cross hatches to represent the shades. Yeah. And 
it's yeah, it, it's really the detail that I, I think sets it apart from more typical Berenstain illustrations because there's definitely a similarity in kind of the overall flow of it, mm-hmm. just how like the lines and curves and things like that. But then it's the the depth that all the illustrations of these prehistoric books have that right. are different. And it creeps it does creep into the uh, like the the mainline Berenstain Bear books on occasion. I've right. noticed. Uh, particularly the the most recent incarnation of their beach vacation book. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when they, whenever they, uh, whenever uh, he illustrates the bird or sea life, it's it suddenly the illustrations of the animals suddenly shift into that more detailed, uh, almost more serious sort of style. Yeah. Oh uh, no, there's 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 still a certain whimsy about it. So I don't I, serious isn't really the right word, but I don't, I, not not quite as goofy, I guess. Right. I will say I'm... that the the dinosaur illustrations in it are biologically strange at times. Uh-huh. Uh, there's there are some choices that he's made uh, in how to portray these animals. They are they are abstracted at times, almost to like a like a medieval art style. Uh, are just like the yeah. wild expressions on some of their faces and, uh-huh. the, and, the, and the, like there's a, a shot of tyrannosaurus fighting where he's contorted into a weird position where he's fighting a stegosaurus like it's very yeah. stylized the 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 brontosaurus's face he's got these like ferociously sharp teeth uh uh-huh. on almost weird duck bill mm-hmm. it's uh it's like it's like his face his face itself is almost like reaching out for the yeah. trees. Yeah. It's like it's like dinosaurs. You would... His neck's he's decided his neck is only going to go so far, and then just right. extended the rest of his face there. You know, it's like a dinosaur you would see if it was like on the Bayou Tapestry. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. Just a, it's it's wild illustrations, <laughs> but these are charming books. These are and they it are. is and it is important yeah. you as you mentioned like. The Berenstains, there's just this history with dinosaurs. And I think mm-hmm. that's Mike loves drawing nature. And you can always tell from mm-hmm. like the attention to detail he puts into things. He loves drawing dinosaurs. He loves drawing. I mean, he did a whole series on like uh, fantasy characters. Like he, he's just a. I don't think I've seen those ones. He did a series of hardbacks on like wizards uh-huh. and like fantasy creatures. Uh, they're like large format hardback books that uh, are hard to find. Uh, because they didn't sell very well. Yeah. But yeah. if you ever if you ever want to see if you ever go to his house and you go into his basement, he's just got boxes <laughs> of these things. And as I've mentioned on the show, he could destroy the collector's market simply by releasing into the wild all of the rare books he's just got hundreds oh, yeah. of. Wow. <laughs> uh it's it's very funny. And he's like, I don't know, I guess no one wanted these books. And we were just like you could you could make you could stop working and just sell these books to collectors because of the amount of people yeah, who want. I'm, I'm sure there's a market for it now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's the Berenstain Bears Dinosaur Dig by Jana Mike Berenstain from 2012. Uh, it's uh, it's I, I like it. I think it's I think it's charming. I think it's a charming book. I do too. Yeah, um, yeah. I like. And if that if that is the last dinosaur book they do, that's a decent one to go out on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it it, up, it updates some of the information that they got wrong in the past, and my kid's laughing in the background. <laughs> it's fitting. It's fitting that there's children in the background where you are yeah, exactly. Dino Dad. I mean, I'm the Dino Dad, and we're talking about you know one of the most iconic kid series of all time. So if you're discussing children's stuff, there should be a TV in the background. There should right. be kids I, running. I, I, I hope that doesn't mess with the audio too much. Nothing can mess with the audio of this show because this okay. is a show of where adults discuss the Berenstain Bears. It's already yeah. on if you grab. But uh but uh if people are looking for your for your blog and I'm sure they will be yeah. uh, where can they find yeah. it? Well, I blog at dinodadreviews.com and you can also follow me at dinodadreviews on Instagram and Twitter. I try to uh, advertise all my most recent uh, uh, reviews there. So if you don't necessarily keep up with the blogosphere, uh, yeah. 
that in the more traditional subscription sort of way. Yeah. You can always, you know, see my most recent posts there as well. Yeah. And you've, I mean, and you've got some, you've got some good books in the last, uh, in the last few entries. Yeah. Yeah. I've discovered all sorts of stuff. I didn't even, even I didn't know was out there. So yeah, it's, I, I, I almost feel like I should seek out bad stuff just to balance out. Cause I feel like I'm, uh, sometimes it feels like I'm just cheerleading all these cool things that I find, which, you know, that's, I mean, I, I, I'd rather talk about good stuff than bad stuff though. So. I was going to say like, there's, <laughs> there are enough places online where people are trashing things that, that are yeah, good. Yeah. I love meeting someone who just loves to talk about awesome things that they like like because yeah, for me like yeah, even the there's not enough of that really like Honestly. even the bad berenstain bears <laughs> books the ones that aren't the ones that aren't that successful i still just uh -huh. love the fact that they exist and that the berenstain yeah yeah thrown themselves into <laughs> yeah. this into this decades-long project that is just <laughs> going on forever <laughs> um well I mean, I don't know what else to say, but uh, but Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for this is actually my first, uh, you know, on on air interview. So you could have fooled me. <laughs> you 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 acquitted yourself wonderfully. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, my first few reviews. I tried doing uh, video reviews alongside my blog posts, and I'm one of those people that just is so. That hates the sound of his own voice so much that I ended up abandoning that over after only four videos, I think. But well, uh, I have personally found you a delight to talk to. So oh, I you. think you can put thank yourself you. out there and not worry about it at all. Um, oh, but, I might have to pick that up again then. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Uh, uh, and I hope people go and visit your site. It's great. I love your writing. Uh, I'm so glad that when I asked you to do the show, you were like, um okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i will talk a person into a corner to do this uh if you're if you're looking for this show of course i am at berenstainbearcast.org because i am an organization you can find me on twitter at bstainbearcast you can find my personal twitter at p cory gonzalez where i tweet not about the berenstain bears but about everything else <laughs> i have another podcast called it's del toro time that i do with my older daughter where we discuss the movies of gambit del toro and all of his influences. We just did The Fly, and we are about to do My Neighbor Totoro. So, uh, or that may have dropped by the time this comes out. I don't know. But uh, so check it out. Thanks for joining me. Thank you again, Andrew. And I will see you all Thank next you time deep in Bear Country. <laughs> I love digging in the dirt with just a pick and brush. Finding fossils is my aim, so I'm never in a rush. Cause the treasures that I seek are rare and ancient things like the Velociraptor's jaw or Archaeopteryx's wings. Now all the kills who want to see them are lining up at our museum. I am a paleontologist. Next time on whatever this podcast is called. It's a whole podcast about the Berenstain Bears. How can you not love it?